The Favorites Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. I bet with FanDuel because they're safe and secure. They offer great odds and markets across the NBA, NHL, and more. And because it's fun to combine multiple bets into same-game parlays. So if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you. You must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Louisiana. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Welcome, favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I'm Chad Milman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. I am going to welcome in my BFF, my companion, my compadre, South Jersey's finest, Philly's favorite son, professional better, Simon Hunter. Wow, thank you, Chad. These are truly, for me as a professional better, these are the dog days of summer. Not like normal people. My summer's really May to midway through June, and that's kind of over. So trying to stay busy. Me and Chad, we don't do this show that often. Uh, so I summer of 2020, I'll try to make it a quick story. Me and a couple of guys bought row home. So it's about 10 row, like 10 homes, condos in a row home up in North Jersey. Because our vision was, you know, we'll have six renters and then four We'll, we'll rent out to our runners that can live up in North Jersey. So they can New Jersey they can go bet in PA and they can bet in New York. So we hired a guy, you know, to do fix these places up. And again, this is summer of 2020. I think he gotten three and a half done and came to us in October of 2020. So again, I'm in the middle of football season doing this stuff with you, Chad. And he goes, listen, I'm losing money now working for you guys. Cause supplies have gone up so much because everyone in America started doing fixing their houses up. So, all right, we said, all right, buddy, you're fired. We got rid of him. We'll do it ourselves, blah, blah, blah. No one did anything, I would say, for a good, good year, I, honestly, because all of us, we already had three, three of them done. We are renting them out, and then we were letting the runners sleep in this, kind of, like kind of the beat-up condos that were left there. So I've been trying to go up there and fix stuff up, Chad, now that we're in the off-season. God, I'm not meant to. These hands were not meant for hard work. Uh, learning stuff, though, learned you got to turn the main water off to the house before you start taking pipes out. Um, I don't even want to get into the grossness of opening up pipes. I've been in a building for over 50 years, but you can imagine it. So it's been, it's been experienced. Let's say trying to fix up an old uh, row home, but I'm in loving it. It's honestly fun work learning to do this stuff. Cause I have no handyman skill in my body. You and me both buddy. Uh, <laughs> any single time something needs to get done in my house light bulb changing, you know, the dishwasher drawer is a jar. I look at my wife and I say, feels like an architect's job. They're going to say, this is why we had kids. Well, no, it's why she went to grad school. 
<laughs> this is go. why you spent three years to get a graduate degree in architecture, because you married a man who wants nothing to do with any of this. <laughs> what oh, you man. should do is hire Stacy, and then Stacy can hire a contractor who can go up to North Jersey for you and figure it all out. Maybe might take her up on. I mean, we have, I would say, four places left to do. Again, the guy did three and a half in fall of 2020. All we've completed since then is about one and a half. So Jesus that lets Christ. you know. Let you know how we're struggling. Simon, listen, you're in the dog days of summer. Yep. You got nothing to do but renovate right now. Meanwhile, the NFL, as always, never ends. Puts out its schedule dominates the conversation days and days of programming. We got more to talk about. We got odds for primetime games. We got week one odds. We got Eagles bears tilt in week 15. We got to talk about how I definitely went through the bear schedule and tried to pinpoint every game that felt like a win. It was not looking like a lot. Um, we got Sean Kerner put out a strength of schedule. We got a, uh, uh, some win totals questions that people have been asking us about before we do any of that, let's get to the main event right now. NFL 2022 week one. I've got thoughts on my favorite bets. You've got thoughts on your favorite bets. You go, I go, you go, I go, you go first week one. 2022 favorite bet. Give it to me right now. So we'll dive in again on all these games, but early bets when you're looking at this stuff, you want to think how, how are our lines going to move through? My favorite bets for week one are a lot of dogs, which I think might come down because all the pros are going to bet these numbers. There's some dogs I don't touch because I think the public's going to come in so heavy on the other side. It's going to keep giving me a better number once you get closer to kickoff. So people I got to keep in mind here week one, I've never seen anything like this before. We have 10 home dogs week one, 10 home dogs week one, Chad, like every pro I know is licking their lips. This is, we love home dogs. We love home dogs. This is too easy. They're really, the public is so heavy about what happened last year that week one, they're still thinking as if it's last year. It's like, there's so much turnover. There's so many guys who are back healthy compared to these teams last year. It's completely flipped. And the bookmakers know that. And they kind of sucker these people into these bets, especially people betting road favorites week one. I mean, it's kind of crazy. So my favorite bet right now for week one that just jumped out right away was the Texans. We have the Texans. People are viewing them as one of the worst teams in all of football going against a Colts team that, you know, they added in Matt Ryan. They're exciting coming into the season just because we saw how great Jonathan Taylor was. We saw how good this Colts offense could be when Carson Wentz was playing good. We expect Matt Ryan to be a step up from Carson Wentz last year. So I think the public is in on the Colts, which, you know, I get. I think the Colts are a good team. But are they seven and a half? Are they eight? Are they eight and a half points better than the Texans week one in a divisional game on the road? No. So one of the first bets I made right when it came out was the Texans, a plus seven and a half. Hit it again, a plus eight. I took it again, a plus eight and a half in certain books. It's it's one of those numbers that I love in a divisional matchup for an early week where we joke all the time, Chad. It's just this ain't November, okay? Obviously, this would be very – I'd view this very different if it was late in the season. Early season like this, I mean, come on. That's way too many points for any team to be catching on the road, let alone a Colts team that did not make the playoffs last year. Like, they don't have 
this moxie that they should be respected and backed with. So to me, it feels like we're getting free points, maybe two or three free points from the public here, taking the Texans team. It's interesting. Uh, couldn't agree more. Love the Texans in this spot. They were incredibly competitive last year. And I think the Colts are so inconsistent and they really have not figured out a way to dominate bad teams during the Frank Reich era, right? So that's number one. Completely agree with your assessment on the Texans, especially at such a big number. Number two, you said there were 10 home dogs. There's actually 11. I'm looking at it right now. The Rams to open the week against the Bills. The Bills are one-point favorites. The Falcons are three-and-a-half-point dogs to the Saints. The Panthers are four-point dogs to the Browns. The Bears are six-and-a-half-point dogs to the 49ers. The Lions, four-point dogs to the Eagles. The Texans, we mentioned. Um, The Jets are four-point dogs to the Ravens. The Cardinals, three-point dogs to the Chiefs. The Vikes, one-and-a-half to the Packers. Cowboys, two-and-a-half to the Bucks, And uh, the Seahawks... Uh, four points to the Denver Broncos. There's one game that I'm really surprised, <coughs> excuse me, you didn't take first. Lions plus four hosting the Eagles. This is a roar, Lions, roar spot. Not a fly, Eagles fly. A roar, Lions, roar spot. It is a home game. Dan Campbell is going to have this team jacked and ready to go. We already know this is a physical team. This is a team that can control the line of scrimmage. That bodes well, playing against a defensive line at the Eagles that is in semi-rebuild mode. We know this team is going to be physical defensively. We've seen them be competitive. Jalen Hurts, we still don't know what we're getting, even with more weapons. Um, Lions, plus four. You know me too well. Yeah, that was gonna be one. That was gonna be my next one. I mean, Lions—they're actually up to four and a half now in Fanduel. Um, it's it's hard not to want to take this line right now, and I did take it. But I would say to people listening, maybe you can keep waiting because I do think this is gonna keep. Because again, it opened up at three and a half. Now it's up to four and a half on Fanduel, and we're in May. So that that's already showing you where the public is kind of deciding where they're gonna put their money. So to me, I love that Lions number. Chad just touched on it where. We have a team that's very physical. The Eagles, that's what their key, the key for the Eagles' success this upcoming season is. They're a physical team, good offensive line, a strength in their D-line. You know, that that's kind of the Eagles, what they need to do to win. That's exactly what Detroit wants. Detroit wants to bully teams. So, to me, this is a tone setter. Both these teams, honestly, I feel like this is going to be – we're going to look back at both one of these teams. This game will maybe decide one of these teams getting the playoffs and one team missing the playoffs. Like, both teams are expected to finish second in their division right now. Not the Lions, I shouldn't say that, but the Eagles are. And that's this, this is a crucial way to start your season here. But the Eagles, I know we haven't done much schedule talk. They have a very favorable fe- uh, schedule. The Lions are right there with them. The Lions got ranked. Most people have them ranked number one for schedule. So, to me, this is a tone setter for this Eagles team, this Campbell team, where we think we're getting great value week one here. Because, to me, I saw this line. I checked my system, made it a pick. Now, this could move to maybe minus one towards the Eagles when we get closer to the season if I start liking what I'm seeing from them and I like their system. But I can see this line moving more towards Detroit as more people are going to get like Detroit. I'm telling, I'm telling you guys, 
Detroit is going to be a darling to a lot of people coming to the season. The nerds, everyone, they look at the numbers. This is a huge number team. All the numbers point to this team massively improving from last year. How unlucky they were last year is one thing. Again, they had seven games come down to five points or less for them. Like, that's that's insane for them last year. I think they only had, what, four wins to come in second. So, yeah, it's, it is tough where I'm looking at this matchup. And I obviously want the Eagles to be the pick here, but just going by the numbers, you're getting three, four points of value on the lines right now just because what I just talked about. They are one of the worst teams last year, and it's a new year. According to Sean Croner, uh, the four easiest schedules in the NFL in 2022, and you can find this in the Action Network app. Very easy to find. Uh, Giants have the easiest, according to his model. Eagles, second easiest. Commanders, third easiest. Lions, fourth easiest. Um, okay, so... You like the Texans plus seven and a half, plus eight, plus eight and a half against the Colts. I like the Lions plus four, plus four and a half in week one against the Eagles. Give me another one. Easy, easy bet for week one. Ravens minus five and a half, minus five. I would take this up to seven. No problem. The Jets, again, we're going to talk a little bit more about them coming down the show. So I don't want to be just punching the crap out of them, but. They're just not there yet, people. I, I get the excitement. I've seen the numbers, how they're one of the most bet teams right now to go over their win total and to win their division. They're just not there yet. And historically, the Ravens week one, it's free money. Again, you always – this is for people like our loyal fans listen to us year-round. Every preseason game, you take the Ravens money line. I believe they're on a run of like 13-0 and or 14-0 and in preseason games winning straight up. Week one – historically hardball his teams have dominated week one i don't even remember if it was last year or the year before remember they beat miami like 50 to 10 week one and lamar jackson threw like five or six touchdowns it's there's just something about this ravens team week one they always come really prepared now i have a ravens team coming back from a down year a bunch of guys getting healthy coming back so it's that's that's built into this number because the jets team are just so hyped up right now like to me this number should have been seven that's a fair number for this game the fact that you're getting under seven, under six, two very key numbers, I'm taking that Ravens number right now. Because usually I don't bet favorites this early, but to me that's such a key number of five and a half being under that six. I'm grabbing it right now, this Ravens number. Uh, I love that. I love that because I already feel like people act as if the Jets are a 13-win team because they drafted the right athletes in the right spot at the right time. And they still got a quarterback named Zach Wilson, who nobody really knows if he's any good. So now everyone thinks the Jets can compete with the Patriots for second place in the AFC East. It's idiotic. So much value on the Ravens, even though it's on the road. Um, love the team early. I'm going to give you one more. I don't want you to get angry at me. But if you give me a team whose quarterback is coming off an injury with a new coach going on the road as more than a field goal favorite against a division rival. I am going to take the home dog division rival in this spot. We are an Atlanta Falcons podcast. Give me the Falcons plus three and a half against the saints. I don't fear Jameis. 
I don't fear Marcus Mariota. I like this team to cover by a field goal in a close game between two not very good teams in Atlanta. Go. Walk me back. Tell me I'm wrong. But I know you love it. I gave you gross. I gave you grosser than gross. I gave you professional grossness. You know, people know I love doing round robins. This is one of the teams, Atlanta's round robin, I threw in there, money line. Um, gross, disgusting. It might be the only game Atlanta wins the entire season. But Chad just touched on it. What a beautiful, beautiful spot for this Atlanta team. Uh, hosting a divisional rival at home. No one knows what the hell offense Atlanta is going to be running. They got Mariota. Mariota. So, to me, Atlanta is a team that's going to be terrible. But early on, they're going to be able to sneak up on teams. Just like last year, Denver – Terrible team started 3-0. Carolina, terrible team started 3-0. It's because they were running different offenses. Teams weren't prepared for their type of offensive styles. So I love that pick, Chad. Three and a half, too. That's such a key number. I take that number as well. But this is a money line bet for me as well because Atlanta, this game stinks. Like, no one's going to be betting their money line. Everyone's going to be coming in on, like you just said, the fun, exciting Jameis Winston Saints team. So if you want to hold out and not bet it, I get it. But I honestly would take the three and a half right now because that is such a key number. Can I just say this? If I'm listening to this podcast for the first time, you listen to me versus you and think Millman might be more of a professional better than Simon Hunter. Because <laughs> could you bet two, bet two underdogs? Because my picks are so much grosser. The Falcons <laughs> and the Lions. I'm going with the Falcons and the Lions. You at least... Ravens in there, who a lot of people think is the best futures bet at like 20 to one at this point. Nobody's going to bet on my teams. Nobody's going to bet on my teams to even win the oath to, to win their season, to go over their season win totals. <laughs> I am fair. a, I am in professional form right now. We're going to dominate this year. <laughs> I can't wait. Honestly, that was my first thought. I saw, like you just said, 11 underdogs week one. I was like, oh, my God, I have to wait all summer to bet this. It's going to be killing me because this we love it. All these dogs, it's home dogs. It's it's the best. We might win thirty thousand dollars in week one <laughs> together. That's the as goal. A team. I know that's what, like what you're betting on sort of one halftime. But for <laughs> me, that's a big amount of money. Yeah, I was gonna say that, that's going to be like my the week before my Sunday futures. I'm just going to call my last minute futures are probably 30 K. I'm not walking around with bags of cash. Um, all right. The other thing I want to mention, I, I talked about, not that we're done with this, but uh, I mentioned Kerner's uh, strength of schedule because um, I do think it's interesting to sort of share what he's, <laughs> excuse me, a little COVID cough, lingering COVID cough there, um, what he's looking at because I mentioned the Giants, the Eagles, the Commanders, the Lions, the fifth team there is the Bears, and then Sixth is Cowboys, seventh is Colts, eighth is Vikings, ninth is Packers, tenth is Bucks. So in that top ten, there's a couple teams: Bucks, Packers, uh, Colts. I think that a lot of people might consider to be Super Bowl favorites. Um, so I just think that's interesting. Yeah. Hardest schedule. Go ahead. I was gonna say I think people, if they know us, they know now. Like we're all about you just not wasting your money and saving your money. And we were screaming all last year, do not put a single dollar on the chiefs or the Buccaneers to make it back to the Super Bowl for the simple fact that 
we told you how lucky you need to get to make it to the Super Bowl. And there's no value in teams that just went to the Super Bowl to make it back to said Super Bowl. And look at what happened. I mean, the, the obviously Kansas City was a quarter away from making it, but the Buccaneers is just there's just so much that's going right for a team to make it. So, like Chad just said, those teams there are the top ones. It's just don't don't put your money into those teams. You can you can still find good value at the very end of the year with these certain teams. No surprise, the hardest strength of schedule, according to Kerner, Sean Kerner of Action Network, our lead predictive analyst, 32, Kansas City Chiefs. No surprise, considering they got the Chargers, they got the Broncos, and they got the Raiders. 31, the Raiders. Also in the top 10, the Broncos, and then the Chargers. So all four AFC West teams are in the top 10 of the of the hardest schedule in the NFL, according to Sean Kerner. And by the way, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, and the Rams are all in the top 12. Just goes to show you how hard everyone thinks the NFC West is going to be. The playoffs are heating up and you can make every game feel like Game 7 on FanDuel Sportsbook, an official partner of the NBA. Throughout the playoffs, all customers can place a no-sweat same-game parlay each week. You'll get up to $20 in free bets if you don't win. FanDuel has so many ways to play, and best of all, when you do win, you'll get paid faster than a fast break. Tonight, I like the Mavericks, the over, and Luka points over. New to FanDuel? Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up with promo code FAVORITES. Once again, that's promo code FAVORITES. And... If you already have an account, you're all set to bet. No sweat. Either way, you'll get up to $20 in free bets if your same game parlay during the playoffs doesn't win. FanDuel Sportsbook, an official partner of the NBA. You must be 21 and open select states. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet $20 per week. Restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1 800 Gambler, or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1 888 789 7777, or visit chat in Connecticut, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1 800 889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Simon, there's one game on the board right now that we really got to talk about. Week 15, December, in Chicago, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be visiting the Chicago Bears. You're an Eagles fan. I'm a Bears fan. I'm pretty allergic to the cold. I think you and I need to figure out who that listens to this podcast is going to be benevolent and invite us into their suite for the Bears Eagles in December in Chicago? I know a guy in Chicago. He's actually a client. I can definitely reach out to him and see if I can get make that happen with us, which would be hilarious to go to Soldier Field with a game with you. We're both our teams might be six and ten, five and eleven at this. Like they might be horrible this season. So I would love that, Chad. Going to Chicago with you. We got to figure out an event. Maybe we'll do like a live podcast the night before or oh, we we'll hang out with fans. Uh, you know, we'll probably stay at my dad's with him and his wife. You can have <laughs> one of the bedrooms. I can have one of the bedrooms. We can share a bathroom. It'll be like a sitcom. That'd be amazing. 
How fun would that be? That'd be great. Especially because I, I don't know another time in my life I'd ever go to Soldier Field for a game. You know what I mean? You know, we can go to Gibson's the night before and have dinner, fancy steakhouse, pick up some divorcees. That's where they all hang out. <laughs> um, it's great for you. That's oh, your speed, that. man. Yeah. You'd kill it there. Oh, my God. You'd walk in. All the 45 to 55-year-old divorced women would think you're so cute. Oh, my God. We would have so much fun. Now, I've heard of Viagra Triangle. As long as you don't take me there, we're good. That's, that is the literal center of the <laughs> oh, Viagra God. Triangle. Oh, God. That is one of the three points. It is no. like, dude, <laughs> that is right That's there. Hilarious. Oh, my God. Um, anyways, we got to figure on. out a way to get to that one. We'll make a whole event out of it. If we can get set. I just need to be inside. I cannot... I cannot do this outside. I'm sorry. So reach out to Chad. I know you fans have a box and you want me and Chad to be your friends for four hours. You, you know how to find us. We'll do whatever it takes. Yeah, we'll have you on the show with us too afterwards. Yeah. Come on the show. You can talk about how amazing we were as guests, <laughs> how we embarrassed ourselves, whatever it is. I just need someone to invite us. That's all there is to it. Um, a lot of talk about win totals after the schedule came yeah. out. Uh, did you make any specific moves? Yeah. And just real quick, I'll go, I'll go with my, I'll just tell you my top five and my bottom five for schedule. Cause again, me and Sean, we're gonna have a little different how we measure it. So actually I have the worst schedule, even though they have the shortest amount of distance traveled. I have the hardest schedule as Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh just has a really tough schedule this year. So I have them as 32nd. I got 31st, got the chiefs. Then I have the Patriots. Then I have the Bengals. And then I have Houston and the jets, which are pretty much, 1A, 1B. They're pretty much the same grade. So I really loved Houston coming into the year, but the schedule gods did them no favors. They really just don't have that favorable uh, schedule. Or on the flip side, my five best schedules, I'm, again, I'm not a homer. Number one is the Eagles. They, they have a really nice schedule. Number two is the Lions, which, again, me and Chad made those bets and talked about them before the schedule came out. I love the Lions coming into it. You look at the Lions' schedule – they have no games against a team off a of bye week, which is insane for an entire season. They have no games against a team with longer rest than them. So that means, you know, if they play on a Sunday, the team they play plays on a Sunday. If they're, they play a Thursday, the team they played, whatever, isn't on a longer rest than them. So, again, these little things work out for these teams. That's why, you know, we're going to talk about Lions over and the Eagles over and things like that. Uh, sorry, I'll go back to it. But Eagles one, Lions two, Giants three, Bears four, and then I have a coin flip between Washington and the Vikings in that fifth spot. So to me, it makes sense. Okay, we just talked about teams in bad divisions. We expect the NFC East to be bad. We expect the NFC North to be bad. That makes sense why these teams would have favorable schedules. It's uh, interesting. Yeah, for over-under, buddy. Well, hold on one sec, because it's interesting. Yeah. You and Kerner are basically aligned on five easiest, not the same order, but the five teams. Yeah. Um, and on, <laughs> excuse me. Five hardest, uh, he's got the Steelers at fourth hardest. You've got him at second hardest, but generally the five are the same. Yeah, the only one, that, only biggest difference I saw was he had the Raiders having a much harder schedule than I did, which, yeah. again. I think that's because of the division. Their division, yeah, so it all makes sense. But, yeah, it always feels good when I'm on the same side as a guy like Sean, who I know is putting in the time, where I put in the time, but a lot of my numbers, it's like, it's going to be keep getting updated. So it's nice to see that at least I'm on the same track as a lot of these other guys. Yeah, you are. You totally are. All right. <laughs> give me some, uh, uh, win totals that you've adjusted since the schedule. 
And no shocker here, I love the under for the Jets. Um, again, one of our fans, we'll talk about it just real quick because we're such good, loyal lovers of our fans. A guy keeps reaching out to Matt and literally says he wants to know, would you bet the Jets plus 550 to finish top two in their division in the AFC East? No, 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 no. I just would not do it at all. Miami, say what you want about them. I still think they're a step above. And with the Patriots, I know they're a step above. Okay, we watched the Jets last year. I mean, just get embarrassed by Belichick. So to me, it's too tough with the Bills, the Patriots, and Miami. All those teams are just so good. I just can't see the Jets doing it. And that's why I've been on their under in that division. It's going to be really hard to come by wins. Like, say I'm just being nice to them, and I gave them two wins, right? They steal one from Miami. They steal one from the Patriots. They go two from their division. I could not find four more wins for them for the rest of the season. And the numbers check out. I put it into my system. I have them at 4.7 wins for the year. So the fact that it's been bet up to five and a half to six at some books, I really do love that under for this Jets team. And I'm again, I love their future prospects, but this year, fade, fade, fade. They're, they're too young. Jets are um, number one in both tickets and money. Jets over five and a half. FanDuel, BetMGM, PointsBet, Caesars, and DraftKings. You at remember who Caesars, number- At Caesars, there are 43% more bets on the Jets to hit the over than on any other team. This is according to Darren Ravel in a story in the Action Network app. I was going to say, I remember at this point last year, you said the exact same thing about the Vikings. I believe it was 99% of all the money and bets were on the over of the Vikings. And what happened? We talked about it. They, they went just under by half a game. So the books know. They, they know when these numbers get inflated. The fact you're getting a plus number right now on this Jets just shows the hype that's happening right now in FanDuel. So, yeah, under uh, five and a half is plus 135. By the way, at BetMGM, the next most bet on teams are the Lions, six and a half over, and the Steelers, seven and a half. The Steelers total is interesting to me. Look, Mike Tomlin just doesn't have losing seasons. It's a fine line between, you know, drinking wine and squashing grapes. And this is the Mitch Trubisky breakout year. So I don't mind Steelers over seven and a half, even in spite of their challenging schedule. I loved it coming in, but because of the the schedule you just talked about, I can't do it. I, I just cannot do it in that division. And, I was banking a little bit on Watson get suspended. The more I read, it doesn't sound like that guy's going to get, you know, in real trouble. So that means we have a full full and healthy Browns team, a full and healthy uh, Ravens team, and we know what the Bengals are. Last year, Pittsburgh was not – I don't want to say they were lucky, but they were catching this Ravens team banged up. They were catching this Browns team all banged up. It's You just can't kind of predict that kind of stuff. So just look at the numbers. I, I would take their under. But that actually makes me a little nervous. You said Detroit – is being one of the most bet on over teams because that was my next favorite bet. I loved Detroit at five and a half. I love them at six. I love them at six and a half over uh, seven. That would give me pause. But if you could still get six and a half, I would take that number right now if uh, you're so inclined, just because their schedule lines up very nice. The Vikings have an, an entire new team. Okay. They, they're, they're switching their defensive style. The Zimmer's gone, right? So they have a new offensive coordinator, they have a new DC. We've seen what's going to happen with the Bears. The Bears are kind of in this fluctuation of rebuild. We don't really know what they're going to be because they, of course, have a new coaching staff as well. The Lions still have the same coaching staff, the same OC, the same DC. It's just all there for this Lions team to really take a step up. So 
as long as you're getting under seven still, I, I love this number for this Lions team. It's even more so now the schedule is out. It's just, it's just all shaping up to be a good year for this Lions team to bounce back. And to me, I have them great on nine, nine wins. So getting an extra two and a half of games, that, that's a big discrepancy. That's why I'm, people are going to say I'm like losing my mind about this Lions team. It's just the numbers play out. Like the numbers really love the Lions. I personally don't want to be doing this, but I have to follow and trust my system that's saying this team is very, very undervalued just because of people's perception of this team. I don't want to do it. They're making me do it. Yeah. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be the guy that loves the Lions. You know, I don't want to be the guy that's like their motivation is let's play well early in the year so we can get flexed into a primetime game in weeks five to 15. I don't want to be that guy, but you're going to have to be that guy. Now, do you have, speaking of primetime games, like before we go, do you have any favorite primetime games? I know Matt Mitchell. What a dream year for the Buffalo Bills. Opening night, they got a Thanksgiving game. They got, oh, man. I'm looking at, I think I have five primetime games pulled up right here. Where's this six? That's insane. Uh, I think it's five. Well, look, the Bears have few primetime games, which I'm <laughs> super excited about. Super excited to ruin my night. Um, but I do think that what the NFL did this year, putting the Bills and the Rams on primetime and Thursday night, it's fucking beautiful. Love it. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't know if he's ever had, Matt Mitchell's ever had the experience. He's ever won a Super Bowl. But as former Super Bowl winning fan of a team, having that opening night game is seriously the best. It's like, even though it's, again, the Rams game, you get to watch your team with everyone else, and then you're done for the weekend. You get to gamble, worry about fantasy. It's just a really nice way to start week one if you're a diehard fan. But looking at this year's schedule, Chad, we got three games on Thanksgiving, standard. We got three games on Christmas this year, which is NBA fans, M- NBA holes must be pissed. Dude. Yeah, still yes. there's thunder. We got three London games, and we have a Munich game. They had a game in Germany, and up on it because I was like, I need to learn more about Germany and why they love football still. Apparently, they have one of the biggest Seahawks fan bases in the world is in Germany. So the Seahawks are playing the Buccaneers in Germany. It counts as a home game for the Seahawks. Interesting. Very interesting that uh, we have a game in Germany nowadays. So, again, three games in London, one game in Germany, another game in Mexico City. The, the, it's crazy right now. The travel, all these different teams. I'm sure we're going to touch about talk about it all season, but it's crazy. It's all over the world now. I believe they call it München. Not Munich? Munich. Munich. München. <laughs> I don't know. I've been there. I've been there. I had a beer the size of Matt Mitchell's head. You ever, did you ever go on the Autobahn? I don't think I did. No, I would. I'm not afraid of driving fast. Yeah. Um, Simon, I think we covered it all. We really Ooh. dug into the NFL. I feel really good about it. I'm super excited to be the professional better on this podcast um, <laughs> and reframe my legacy. I think it's yeah. bullshit. I'm not getting enough credit for knowing how to bet. Everyone thinks I'm just a guy just, you know, moving the conversation along. Here Simon gets to come in. Dude, I've been doing this for so long. I am a professional better. Numbers move when I make the fucking bet. I already know Lions. Lions, you're probably not going to get like plus four anymore. It's probably going to go down to three and a half. You'll be lucky to get the hook on the Falcons after this podcast comes out. Whatever. That's what they they call you, Chad. 
number uh the mover of numbers so it makes sense right now that you're saying these things and you're worried about the line moving you know what they call me money maker <laughs> you too old you're just an old man no money maker moment from that's, now on please refer to me that's a poker player from 2004 okay and his name's chris well i'm stealing it <laughs> All right, for Simon Hunter, for Matt Mitchell, I am Chad Millman. This has been the Favorites from the Volume Podcast Network. Download us from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, give us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you. Love you.